0: what's up everyone welcome back to an episode of popcorn heist the podcast i'm nick i'm jake welcome do, 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 do. we don't have a we don't we don't have anything that we <laughs> we try to say. i'm undecided you know we've been trying to sing songs at the beginning of each one and i kind of went for like a spider-man theme but i also just kind of did like a general like comic book theme. Oh, like, <laughs> it, it turned into a general comic book theme i don't know what i just I did sorry man spider
1: spider pig spider spider pig that's I <laughs> always sing those lyrics whenever I hear that, yeah. that anyway that was weird sorry about that <laughs> um, welcome back everyone welcome back back from a long hiatus popcorn heist is back and back so much like so much like summer stuff to cover <laughs> 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 that was really
0: weird. Um, yeah, there are a lot of movies coming out this summer. It's actually nice to see. I have been in a few packed theaters, and it's been really nice. I won't lie to you. Yeah. I was afraid of the pandemic and streaming really ruining the cinema, but it's been it's been nice.
1: Well, why don't you give a brief uh, explanation of probably the two movies that have really reaffirmed that cinema is not dead? Uh, Barbenheimer, you recently saw without spoilers yes. how was it um
0: so i did see barbie and oppenheimer on the same day because i felt like i had to it, unfortunately wasn't opening day because i wasn't around that day it was um the monday after they, they both came out um i went to see oppenheimer in imax and then i went to see i had like a 30 minute break and then i went to see barbie and it was fatiguing i will not lie like six hours in the cinema was tiring um oh. and you know i bodied many buckets of popcorn <laughs> um and my boyfriend also loves slurpees so he gets slurpees and we body them both together
1: so i felt terrible after yeah
0: (laughs) i felt terrible after um but it was quite the experience both movies are like huge movies of the summer i would recommend seeing both um if you haven't already done it on the same day maybe see them on separate days so you can enjoy each individually more um but i do i i think it i I think it is like a one-time thing that you really get to see two such different movies in one day. Um, But both movies were very interesting. Um, I think we are planning on doing a Barbenheimer episode in the future. So you'll hear my more in-depth thoughts on each of them coming
1: up, but not today. Okay. Wow. Leaving us on the hook. (laughs) Uh, I I haven't seen it. So I'm glad you're, you're kind of like teasing it and not, not giving me any any details, but yeah, I want to see them on the same day, but I think I'm going to spread it out. Like, Oppenheimer in the morning and then Barbie like more in the evening yeah yeah
0: that's a good idea um and, and it, this was the first time I've seen a cinema like packed like legit like line for concessions long yeah it, it was cool it, it was I was like this is so nice you know all, all everyone was dressed in pink You couldn't really tell – you could kind of tell – you could definitely tell who was going to Barbie. I was actually personally dressed in pink, so I guess people thought I was going to Barbie, but I was also walking into Oppenheimer in full pink. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was cool to see, like, people, like, cosplaying – not actually cosplaying, but, like, everyone dressed up for something. And it was kind of like an unspoken social contract that you wear pink to see Barbie, and I really liked that.
1: Yeah. It's it's easier to just for Barbie than it is for Oppenheimer. Yeah, like, yeah.
0: And then I saw some 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 elders in the theater, and I was like, "That's Oppenheimer." I see someone was on the phone. They're like, "I'm in the theater, and I'm I'm about to walk into this new movie, Oppenheimer." I don't know if you heard about it, but it's a pretty big deal.
1: Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It kind of feels like a once in a lifetime event. I don't know. It, it like there were. I saw something on social media recently that like when The Dark Knight came out, it was the same day that Mamma Mia came out. Yeah. Which is like that's kind of similar, but this is on a whole news.
0: No so. one really noticed it at the time. I kind of love that it was – I've always been obsessed with the joke on Twitter for months. I was sending people Barbenheimer tweets and like mm-hmm. joking like oh, neither of them changed their date – the coming out date. So I'm glad it actually became a real thing and I saw um, Issa Rae who's in Barbie – being like, it's nice that like people were trying to pit us against each other, but everyone came together, and now you just spend the whole day at the movies. Like, yeah. I, thought, I think that's really cool. I, I think I think it was an interesting experience.
1: I think it's cool, too. And I don't think yeah. it was
0: intended from what it sounds like. No. But and I think it helped both movies, to be honest with you. Yeah, for sure. It got them free publicity,
1: free social media. It was, it was cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's honestly a good transition. Uh, speaking of Issa Rae, she's in the movie we're t- going to talk about right now. Uh, True. True. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, but before before we get into that, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, Popcorn Heist is a brand that Nick and I created to share movie and TV content created by diehard fans, and Popcorn Heist the Podcast is a show where we can specifically nerd out about franchises we love the most, such as Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Avatar The Last Airbender, in this case, Marvel. We release new episodes Thursdays, and if you like an episode you listen to, we ask you to please give us a follow and review on whatever platform you listen to. We'd be remiss if we also didn't mention the other podcast on the network called A Simps Guide to the MCU, where the relationships, romances, and bromances of the Marvel Cinematic Universe are discussed with Alyssa and Kelly. And if you want more pop culture content, such as blog posts, rankings, brackets, and Tuesday trivia, visit us online at popcornheist.com or follow us on social media at popcornheist. Join the heist. Let's beep, get beep, beep, into beep. it. Let's get into it. So
0: for those of you joining us for the first time, Jake and I love quotes. Um, we just kind of quote things to each other. And if you're a longtime popcorn fan, you'll know some of our quotes get pretty weird. Um, we were college roommates, we grew up grew up, but since we've met each other, we've been <laughs> bonding really over matured. quotes. We really we really no, mature, <laughs> you know, grew up. Um we've we've bonded over quotes and um, we've decided when we started this this podcast to have a quote of the episode every episode. And today our quote is from the subject material, which it, it, it isn't always from the subject material, but today it is, and it's from Miles Morales, and it might be my favorite line of the movie. It was very intense, and it's, everyone keeps telling me how my story is supposed to go. Nah, I'm going to do my own thing. And you know what? I just, I just love that quote. It might have been like, I think that might have been like the real climax of the movie, that chase scene, and then he says it. And I feel like the first movie there was like, definitely like a, no one believes in me. I have to like rise up to, to be the Spider-Man I want to be in. And in this movie, it was like, oh, everyone's like kind of against me. I got to And I'm still on this side. I'm going to do my own thing. I think this movie posed some really interesting questions and really made you think like, what would I do in that situation? Um, whether it be for Miles, Gwen or Peter B. Parker, it was like, Really tough situations, so I like I like that that quote highlighted it, and I like that Miles went the way he did, um, and I, I think that quote was like the moment you were like, "Yes, I'm with you."
1: Yeah, I think it's a really good quote. Just, it's a perfect like encapsulation of the character of Spider Man, but specifically Miles. I feel like he is so like forget what anybody else like tells me is like a kid is supposed to do. A superhero is supposed to do what I'm supposed to do. He like creates his own story, creates his own path. And like I said, like to a certain extent that represents the Spider-Man character in general. Like I feel like you can draw comparisons to all the different Spider-Man movies and like media that have come out recently. Like they kind of do things their own way. They screw things up in their own way. They solve things in their own way, but miles is like on a whole different level. And for me, this movie just affirmed that miles is just the goat. I mean, he's, like, probably my favorite Spider-Man right now Uh, just because of these two movies. It's, like, pretty crazy.
0: I've been saying this since the last movie. I love Miles. Um, I didn't – like, it's funny because when Sony announced this movie, I was, like, not super, super excited for it. I thought it looked cool. Um, But after the first one, I was, like, they really captured a standalone story. Like, the, the first one did not need a sequel. And they captured a standalone story. You loved the characters. Like, you were right there with them. You felt their emotions with them. Them. I just thought it was a really well-made movie. And then this movie like only expanded on that and like gave new challenges to overcome. Um, and like, like you said, I think Miles is very relatable. I think uh, we always say like they got better and look, the live action Spider-Man got better and better at capturing like the balance between Peter Parker and Spider-Man, like his struggle between being Spider-Man and being like a, a kid or a high school kid. And I, I actually think this movie did it the best yeah the first movie tested it a little bit but not much but uh, they spent a good portion of time on this movie analyzing miles's like future as miles and then his future as spider-man and then also his relationship with his family how that's been affected by his role as spider-man i I thought they did a really good job of capturing that struggle
1: i agree um and again it's it's this is one of those movies uh, we'll get into it a lot more throughout the episode but just like brings such i'm so happy what this movie has done for like animation and bring like respect like not only did it bring the a game on like being a beautiful movie it's like incredible to look at but just like it's the best spider-man franchise and it's animated and now everyone in the world has like their eyes on animation it's just like it makes me like so happy especially for the the animators and like people work so hard like this shit is like really hard <laughs> and like put really some
0: hard. respect on animation's name i agree with you jake I've, like I've i feel like I, i've yeah we've been we've been on the animation flow yeah. but avatar the last airbender one of the best shows of all time best star wars media or Some of the best Star Wars media, if not the best, is Clone Wars Rebels. Mm -hmm. Now everything's going to be adapted into live action. Will it be as good? I guess we'll see. Um, But those are, like, uh, amazing shows. And then now Spider-Verse, too. I like that Spider-Verse is really bringing it to the big screen. And really showing, like, it really is just so – it's almost easier to tell a comic book story in animation. And, like, you can have more, like – what's the word like more outlandish things happen but not take you out of it and make it feel outlandish it actually like enhances the experience because like you really have less limitations on effects and like cgi there's no like cgi budget oh we couldn't we can't show this dragon because of our cgi budget like animation doesn't really have as much of that yeah um obviously like it takes work to animate all these things but I feel like there's less, like, limits on what you can do, which is kind of the why comics have been a thing for so long. Like, they were able to show all of these things happening on a page because it was a drawing and they didn't have to adapt it into, like, people doing it, which could sometimes be jarring to, like, the mind and the, and the eye. Um, and really just, like, I feel like they've – when you give an animation, like, such love and care to the characters, it really just – ugh, it warms my heart. And we've seen it multiple times. This is not the first time. But this is the first time we're really seeing it be a huge success on the big screen and something that's generally loved by everyone.
1: Yeah, totally agree. I've told you recently, like, that's a a new red flag of mine. It's just, like, someone who doesn't like animation or is like, oh, it's for kids. Mm -mm. Come on. Mm -mm -mm. Come on. Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, but I I, I think, like, like what you were going back to about capturing the – like normal kid side and then the superhero side of spider-man or spider gwen or whoever you're talking about i feel like the animation really helps it here is because you can do scenes like when they're with this guidance counselor and you see him in the background like flying in the back with the spot like again you have limitations in live action where like you kind of have to keep things more simple and grounded. i mean i'm not a filmmaker of any respect but you can just tell by watching live action movies i feel like they have extended scenes of like peter parker that haven't like hit as hard for like showing the family struggles that mile was going through in this movie. I don't know.
0: And it's more believable. Like you can do things like that. And like, I feel like if that was live action, you'd be like, don't they see him outside the window? Like this is crazy. Mm -hmm. But in animation, you just, your brain kind of accepts it a little bit more. And like, that's not a bad thing. It's, it makes it like an experience that you're, you're invested in. And plus, this is, like, not just animation. This is really good animation. Like, what they're, really. what they're doing. It's, like, literally comic book brought to the big screen. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love, speaking of Gwen, I feel like she was a huge part of the movie. Like, I, I like I, I liked that this movie does not – it focuses – and the first movie, too, it focuses on, like, multiple characters growing within its story. And, like, all of them grow within one narrative. It's very cool the way they do it. Gwen has, like, a huge story in – this and i love that like they gave her you get you got her backstory you got her struggle she really grows the character throughout the movie as miles grows it really is like almost as much of a gwen movie to be honest with you yeah and i love speaking of the animation that her universe is like animated very differently like her emotions affect the animation around her which i've heard is how her comics are i haven't personally read them but i've heard her that's how her like world looks in her comics um, and then that that kind of ex- extends across all of the different universes we touch in this movie, which, unlike some other multiverse movies we've watched recently, is more than two. Um, and I'm not talking about Flash. I'm talking about Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we actually go across multiple multiverses, and they all have their own personality. And their characters like embody those personalities of of the, from the universe yeah. and vice versa.
1: But I also think they did cool. a good job of explaining that there are universes that – you know that there's just infinite possibilities right i feel like this franchise this this movie across the spider-verse affirmed it even more but like i feel like this spider-verse franchise is the most spider-man movie we've ever gotten and by that i mean like it no holds barred it throws everything in there like but it's it like it throws in all these weird like spider-man variants like spider ham and like Um, the dinosaur Spider-Man in in this movie and like just like weird concepts like uh, the whole spider society stuff but it still is grounded to those core principles of who Spider-Man is as a character like that they all like find commonality between and I think that's why it's like so not jarring that there's so many different characters here it's because like they're all so unique but they're all still like tied together by those like core principles which is why I like find it so compelling like as a Spider-Man fan I don't know like no i think I, I think you're right
0: and and i uh, obviously as you can tell i really i really really love this movie um and i i really want to see it again because I, I after the movie i was so jarred by the ending that i was like kind of an, a little bit annoyed because i didn't i didn't know what was going to happen also I spoilers talk about that. I talk spoilers about that. <laughs> for spider-verse um um but uh, the ending like jarred me at the moment and i was like kind of like oh that's so annoying so it was hard for me to like really sit with it for longer but once i accepted that that was the ending i was going to get and i really like took a like thought back to what happened in the movie and like my feelings during the movie, I was like, I really, really love that movie. And I think they do a great job. And I, obviously it's part, it's heavily because of the animation is like, they have these like fun little things happening in the background. Like they really have fun with all the things that they're doing, like spider punk dinosaur, Spider-Man, like all the spider ham, like such weird things that like, obviously you could only really do in animation but it doesn't take you out of the like emotional moments and like the um, the the overall like darkness and weight that the narrative has. Like it has these moments. The comedy is very very good in this movie. Also, yeah. like there's a lot of moments where I was cracking up, um, and a lot of relatable moments also. But um, all all that to say, like they don't they have fun with it, but it doesn't take away from the weight of the overall movie.
1: I agree. Totally. Um, yeah, I mean, I wanted to talk about actually the... We don't have to talk about the details of the ending just yet, but everyone I've spoken to so far is kind of like, I loved it, but I'm so annoyed that that it's a part one. But I feel like that was widely known. It was when it first, I didn't know. When they first revealed the title, it was uh, Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. So I went into it knowing like, oh, this is a part one. I didn't think it would be that much of a cliffhanger, but
0: well infinity war was supposed to be part one and part two and that was definitely had its own movie like That's it, had, true. like it, its ending was like definitely a cliffhanger but it wasn't like to be continued as we were getting to like the um it, what felt like the climax but i I think they had like obviously the climax is gonna be super insane it's like They have crazy. a lot to tie up so like i I understand why they did it and I respect it now but I was definitely jarred at the end of the movie
1: but I think like, for the amount that they put in, and this being a part one, like, they put a lot in that still felt like its own story. Like, I feel like I want something I've seen online also is that, like, Gwen had a full story. She had closure. She did. Her, for her point. So, like, while Miles's part didn't, like, like you said, it's just as much of a Gwen movie. It's like a whole Spider-Man movie. I feel like that gave you some semblance of closure. And you know what? Like, you go first.
0: I was going to say, I don't think... They should have done anything different. I want to. I, I want to say that. I don't think they should have done anything different. I think. I, I'm. I think the first one was a standalone movie, so I was expecting like this one to kind of clo- close all. I, I, it's just what you expect from a movie for everything to close, and like I think with the story they're planning to tell, it's worth it to have this the way it is. And I, I don't think they should have taken anything out in order to put like a, a final climax in this. Um, but I, I didn't know that that was going to happen, so I was like hype at the very last scene. I was like so excited with what I was seeing, and then it just yeah. to have it just end. I was like so annoyed in the moment, but that's because I was so invested in it. So I don't think they should have done anything different. I want to say that, but it was jarring.
1: Yeah, I think what it, it it gave me the same feelings as Infinity War, and also kind of like Ant Man and the Wasp too. Like where right when I saw that post credit scene or like the ending, I was like, I need to see the next movie immediately. Like, but I was also like, that was so 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 good. It gave me the big – the one of the reasons I really loved it is it gave me huge Back to the Future 2 vibes where, like, that's there's so much going on in the end. And, like, you just have this huge revelation that, like, Doc, you have no idea where he was sent back. Marty gets the letter, and he goes back to the other Doc, but then it just, like, goes to, to be continued. Like, it gave me, like, darkest timeline, mm, like, so Back to the Future well, 2 vibes. an um, interesting one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I was definitely jarred by the end, but I I like it. Like I think that, and I I I like the arcs that everyone got to, where where everyone got to in that very end. Like that was a very strong last scene. Yeah, I'm so excited for the whole squad. You know I love a squad. I'm a <laughs> sucker for a squad. What a squad! Oh, so what, a squad. Yeah. oh uh, what a
1: squad! Yeah. Oh, what a squad! It's it's really it's really great how much they expanded what they uh what they put as the foundation in the first movie like introducing so many new spider people that we didn't feel like oh you're just introducing a bunch of characters but we're not giving we're not like spending enough time with all them i still feel like we spent enough time with each of them and i to like feel like they weren't shortchanged like spider punk spider-man india Mm -hmm. uh, spider-man 2099 uh spider woman you know like they weren't all main characters but i think it, it is because of that commonality of like they get into it in this movie canon events like all spider-men deal with like same types of loss um they all like get the spider bite they all like have certain things that happen to them in some way or another where i think that's why it worked so well that we didn't feel like the all these characters were happening too much at once but nothing was shortchanged i felt happy with all the characters were introduced here but was even more happy that at the end we got the squad we got all the old guys back like with spiderman yeah Man and uh, Penny and uh, Spider-Noir.
0: And I think they did that well. I think it was like, I was surprised we didn't see any of the ones in the first one in here. And I felt like the first one was like the squad movie. Like this is a squad you're getting. They're going to be here the whole movie. This movie wasn't like that. It was more like we're sprinkling characters who are allies throughout it. And like, then we're going to bring them all together in the end. So then it made, because they weren't like, here's the first movie squad. Here's the second movie squad. Like I wasn't, I didn't know, that like all those characters that he was allying with in the second movie were gonna be part of a final squad. Mm-hmm. So I love when they brought together the final squad. It was like, oh yeah. Um one character I don't feel was shortchanged, where he didn't he noticeably did not have much screen time was Peter B. Parker. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I I liked how he was put in. I also really like I said earlier. I, I really like the situations that this movie put the characters in because it is like almost impossible situations. And I really think it was like may, one of my favorite parts in the movie is that Gwen and Peter like knew what was happening and like chose to like exclude Miles, knowing what was going to happen, and like Miles realizing that was like a really like impactful moment for me. Yeah. It was like, oh, like even his best friends are against him. He's and he's still fighting for it. It was like, I, I can't explain it, but that was really strong to me. And I understood why they felt the way they felt and I understood why Miles felt betrayed by it. Um like I don't think anything was out of character. I think all of that was in character and made sense to me. Um and it was just it was just impactful for me.
1: I agree. I feel like they didn't compromise any of like the character beats that they set in the first movie, but completely understand all the choices that they made but yeah I, I felt conflicted for a lot of them in this movie and it like made miles unique i don't i to my knowledge miles is a relatively new character in in like lore and comics like to my knowledge he like what they set down for his character in this movie that he was never meant to be spider-man is not a thing in the comics and i I like yeah. a, a welcome change for this franchise because it just makes it reaffirms how unique he is as a spider-man you know i think it was like such a cool way to differentiate him
0: i think so too I, I and i i like not only that it differentiates him but i like i think they connected this movie well to the first one like it i feel like the first one like i said was kind of its own story and it could have stood on its own and this one being a sequel like i'd like that they referenced a spider that bit him because it is weird like if you're looking back at the first movie the way the spider's introduced and that because the spider came from a different universe, like, it set off all these events that are now, like, Miles is the one causing all these problems, and now it's obviously going to feed into the third movie that he's now been transported back to a different universe because that spider bit him. So I like the way they're connecting everything in the to the first one. I think that to make a good sequel, it can't just be like, here are all the same characters in a new story. So I like, I really like the connections to the first one, and I like that it sets him apart, and I understand why Miguel, like, doesn't, like, it's like, doesn't like miles because of that um like should have never been spider-man um yeah i really like that
1: <laughs> yeah i mean um, i going back to what you said earlier is like it it totally into the spider verse totally could have been a standalone but i like there were such little tiny things like i completely forgot that the spider like just like disappeared and crackled in the in, into the spider verse yeah like, oh it is from a different universe that's like so cool yeah um and going back to how they connected the villain too, like, what did you think of the spot and like how miles like kind of was responsible air quotes for creating him. So I'm, I'm, I'm
0: interested. So spot is one thing about this movie. I'm not completely sold on. I know a lot of people liked him. I thought he was like really funny and I liked the, like you're the villain of the week to being like one of the main villains. I thought that was cool, but I just, I don't really see, I think Miguel is kind of like the main villain in the end. I, I think spot is like a means to get there um but i wasn't like that interested in him at the end like every time i cut to spot towards the end i was like all right give me some more gwen some more miles some more miguel um so i wasn't like that and in- like i i i get what they're trying to do like villain of the week to big big badish type mm-hmm. like obviously miles created him but um at the end i just wasn't like i, I was more interested in other things going on um but i thought it was cute that they connected it to like the bagel thing i thought that was funny and that was really he funny. was very funny at the beginning
1: yeah <laughs> yeah i i was interested when they cast jason schwartzman as him because he like didn't have a villain voice to me but i feel, feel like he played him really well um yeah and it's like a perfect character and just again going back to the animation these animators are just geniuses just like the design like the fact that they picked a minor villain from the comics and then designed the design language of kingpin's collider you know as it like the beams connect those like black dots like start to foam up everywhere like that it happens to look like the spot's powers i just feel mm-hmm. like it, it's just so genius the way they like designed it with how visually and story beat wise um and like i said like going back uh, building off what you said like yeah i don't think he's like the most revolutionary villain yet i think they're trying to do something different with the villain is that like he's not really the main focus he's kind of like a means to like create conflicts between him and the other spider yeah people. i think so too but regardless like again i love that continued beat that like spider-man whether it's peter parker or gwen or miguel or miles they're like kind of have a connection to their villains and like a responsibility for creating them you know um, building on that commonalities between the spider man Let's talk about their explanation for why all of them are connected and, like, canon events, as they call them in this movie. I like Um, that. Yep. Let's talk about it. Very important. So, um, I really liked it. I don't necessarily buy it from Miguel. I think the resolution is going to be especially for Miles and for Gwen. Well, in general, I feel like it's not a 100% given that you can't change canon events. I agree that I think that Miguel is looking at it too um, specifically. Like remember, like I think you and I talked about it over Texas like, well, this person didn't have a police officer death. Maybe it was Toby Maguire or something like that. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, so maybe it's not that specific. And Miguel's looking at it like so specifically. Whereas, like, yeah, they have these same sort of beats, but it's not like black. It's not that black and white. Um, yeah, I so. think that's what they're probably going to go for, but that is a little bit of a cop out. I feel. Do you think it would only it'll only be confined to Miles because he was never meant to be Spider-Man, so the canon events don't apply to him? Maybe I think that would be a
0: cop out too as well. Like I think I like the, I really like the canon events thing. I think I like the commonalities. Toby doesn't have a um, police commissioner. I guess neither does Tom Holland, unless you want to count Tony Stark as one, but.
1: I don't but really My know argument I against that it, is but... like we just – there's so much other lore from Tobey Maguire that, like since he appeared in No Way Home that something could have happened. Maybe.
0: Maybe. Um, I don't know. I think just being like, you know what? You don't need canon events is a little bit of a cop-out if you just built the whole movie on con- uh, on canon events. Um, but I maybe Miles will get out of it out of a technicality. But again, I don't know that that's impa- that impactful. But I mean I guess we'll also see what happens with um, – spider-man india because his canon event never happened like his universe started going under but yeah. um i guess i guess we'll see i don't know how it'll resolve itself i don't buy it 100 percent either um
1: uh, but i do like miguel as a villain he's hot <laughs> <laughs> i knew you were gonna say that oh, but, <laughs> um you know what it kind of seems like to me is like uh, i mean it's without a doubt that they're connecting this to secret wars at some point Literally it's when insane. they were when they were explaining the multiverse and that branch came up, it literally was it looked exactly how they show showcase the timelines in Loki. Um mm. I think eventually, like it's not gonna feed into this trilogy, but there's gonna be some little tiny sprinkle crumb they're gonna leave and beyond the spider verse that's gonna leave the door open that in Secret Wars some of those characters are gonna appear, whether it's in the background. In live action or animation. I I'm not sure, but I, I don't think that they're now, they've already laid the groundwork right we got toby and andrew in this movie we got the prowler live action prowler from the mc that was in this movie. so cool um,
0: i know it's the same universe i think they are confirming it's the same multiverse
1: yeah so but uh where was i going with this oh so if they're connecting it in the same multiverse then the same rules might apply i.e dr strange in the multiverse of madness i think that Miguel's a little misconstrued the thing that caused the destruction of that universe he tried to stay in is that someone who's not from that universe who stays in it for too long causes an incursion. Mm. Same thing could have happened for Spider-Man India's universe. What we could be seeing are incursions rather than like canon events being broken.
0: I have a question. Why the hell, if it's the same universe, didn't Peter and Andrew go off boop, 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 when they were in Tom's universe? Good point. <laughs> <laughs> Do not have an answer for you. <laughs> um, So that's my question. And then um, I heard also someone being like the reason we're getting into all the universes. Now, the reason Vulture was in the end of spoilers from Morbius, (laughs) the end of Morbius was because Miles, like he was like, I bet it has something to do with Spider-Man. But Spider-Man being Miles breaking the multiverse, not like Tom Holland. Right. Because Vulture in this one was in the wrong Vulture was in Gwen's universe.
1: Right. So I, I think that's definitely the explainer, but I don't know if Michael Keaton's aware of who Miles is. I yeah, don't, I don't think so either. Culture. I don't
0: yeah. think so either. But I think it could more, have something more to do with this one than Spider-Man's wish upon a bottle, upon a star. Give <laughs> <Keep> me your wish. <laughs> Give
1: me your wish. Oh, we're connecting too many multiverses now. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, you like uh, – so you you enjoyed seeing donald glover i thought i was worried if you were oh i right loved then, it oh wow. i
0: loved it i was like oh that's so sick it's he looks so, so good cool. too. donald glover is also uh a crush of mine so he, <laughs> he he looked really good um i thought that was sick and like i thought they i think they weaved in the live action with the animation pretty well mm-hmm. um yeah i thought i thought that was cool
1: i thought it was really cool and even just like I know some people were like, oh Mr. Opportunity for not giving uh PlayStation 4 Spider Man more time. But I just like like seeing like little Easter eggs. I kind of like meeting new Spider Man. Hobie Brown was like one of my favorite new Spider Man, uh Spider Man India, like all the new ones, honestly, were super cool. And yeah. I, I think maybe probably in beyond the Spider-Verse, we'll maybe we'll get more of uh PlayStation Spider Man. I'm hoping we get Toby and, yeah, I saw him. and Tom Holland.
0: Um oh you know who was sidelined, My boy, Scarlet Spider.
1: Yeah, Andy Samberg,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but he looked good. Um, also, I liked when Spot was like peeking into different universes, and he saw like the Lego universe and stuff. The Lego universe was sick. It was so cool. <laughs> so cool. It was so cool. Yeah. Um, no, they really man. had fun with it. Like I said. And Venom. Oh, oh. So that's okay. That's the storefront owner from Venom. Yeah. In the, that he looks into and he sees. Okay. Yep. I was wondering. I knew it was from something, but I wasn't sure.
1: Yeah. Um, no, I I agree. I think they had so much fun with it, and just like made it the most Spider-Man movie we've ever seen. It was, and you know what? They were so able to ride with it. They they rode with it, and it worked well.
0: Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, how do you feel about Miguel as like a villain type ish? Do you think he'll be the main villain?
1: I think not necessarily a villain per se. I do think he's gonna come around, but like at the last hour, like the the eleventh hour, like Miles will like still be fighting him till the end and him and the squad will come up with a solution to well here's a question do you think they're going to save his dad or do you think his dad will because my conundrum here is like it's a family movie do they really want like the end of this to be like his dad dies or like i think he might die you think so i think he might not sacrifice himself for a
0: child maybe sacrifice himself for miles or something like that
1: that's a good that's pretty like solid that. you know what i'm
0: going with that <laughs> um yeah yeah I, but I, I i think they need it like what are both those parents going to survive this is a spider-man movie true and he never had his his uncle ben moment either yeah no uncle aaron was his uncle ben. oh right you're
1: right oh never mind never mind scratch that hold the glasses back
0: <laughs> <laughs> scratch that scratch
1: that um yeah, I think Miguel is going to be like till the 11th hour, like they'll have a solu- They'll come up with a solution first. Who knows if his dad will survive or not, but like it won't be until the last minute that Miguel will finally come around. But like begrudgingly, he'll be, he's not going to be like, oh, I'm so sorry, Miles. It'll be like, I'm still like going to keep doing what I'm doing in the multiverse and like be a hard ass, you know?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm smiling because I, I thought of a quote, but only me and you would get it no one listening would get it so sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's a quote from our most recent uh excursion to to greece um anyway oh that was <laughs> um, <worth it>. okay <laughs> yeah um back back to the movie um
1: shit, what was i gonna say um i can't remember oh i liked miguel though he's he's such a cool sp- version of spider-man how did you feel about real,
0: the real like climactic battle of this movie was all the spider-man chasing him how did you feel about that scene
1: i thought it was dope i mean i thought it was sick i thought it was really cool i thought uh, it was so sick i thought it was such a good scene
0: yeah i'm a little shocked that none of them can catch him to be honest
1: yeah that's but i like that he outsmarted hearing, all of them big biggest complaint i've been hearing is like how could he get away from that that many spider-men but yeah but it was cool it's a movie it's a, the movie's gotta I, continue somehow you
0: know and i like the ending when the i forget her name but this no spider-man who's like a avatar chooses to help them when Gwen, yeah Gwen, like gets put in the cage and then says the quote that we almost chose as the quote of this episode i thought we were supposed to be the good guys or it might just be we were supposed to be the good guys but yeah. one of those um i thought that was a really cool scene and i think that was gwen's real turning point
1: i agree too uh, speaking of Gwen, I really liked her whole like sub arc with her dad too. Kathy yeah. Stacy was really cool,
0: and her explainer for what happened to her Peter. Yeah, yeah, they kind of hinted at it in the
1: in the beginning of uh, Into the Spider Verse, but they really went into it this this movie. Yeah,
0: cool,
1: lizard boy, lizard boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, that was interesting. Yeah, I really liked her arc. It was very emotional. They gave her like a. They really had some parallels between her and Miles. I I liked it. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was good.
1: It was good. You, you know, another thing that I just thought of is, like, again, praising animation is just, like, like you said, the CGI budgets for live action. Like, they really could let their imaginations run wild with with animation and not be like, oh, we well, we don't have enough, enough to do that. Like, live action, you have to, like, pick and choose your battles. of Like, all right, we can only do three cameos because that's all we have enough, like, CGI yeah. for or in the costume budget. Whereas this one, they literally put everything in, which yeah. was – It was just so cool. I was just like geeking out as a Spider-Man fan. Like so much – not only with the animation styles being different in every universe, but just like so much to look at. I want to watch this movie like five more times because there's definitely like so many Easter eggs and things that I missed.
0: Yeah, and I also feel like we're getting to a place these days both with like the connected universes and and honestly the multiverses where like I feel like we – And also, uh, there's a lot of, like, rehashing of old things going on. So I feel like we're getting to a place where, like, a lot of movies and shows think it's enough to just be like, here's this character. Oh! Like they choose one cameo and they're like, here it is. Look, yeah. don't you love it? And they're like, ba- the character's barely in it, you know? Yeah. Um, I could name about 10 off the top of my head where they do that. And I feel like that's becoming not like enjoyable and enough when it's at the expense of a story. And I kind of let like, this is more enjoyable where like the background is filled with a ton of stuff that like p- like the real nerds. So sh- I-, I wouldn't even recognize all of it, even if I like had 10 years to like i would literally have to search a youtube video and be like explain this to me so like having like all this stuff in the background and real like attention to detail i feel like is gonna get people further than like um just one like oh my god look at the actor we got back yeah (laughs) by spending millions of dollars we got this actor
1: back (laughs) look (laughs) for one scene (laughs) Uh, uh, no, but if it had to be anybody, honestly, the Donald Glover thing was was pretty sick.
0: That was cool, especially because probably such, and, and it wasn't like, it wasn't like, oh my God, here's here's what you've been waiting for this whole time. Like here's we have been waiting for been this waiting waiting. for a while. I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I know, know, I know, but it wasn't like here's what the whole movie's building toward a cameo, or here's what the whole show's moving towards a cameo, and then either the cameo is like not that great, or they just don't have one. Um, and that was just like he like in the middle of the movie it was like oh here like we're gonna we're gonna show you this and it's gonna be cool and like we're gonna move on to the next mm-hmm. thing like the whole movie doesn't change because of it it was just like cool to put in yeah
1: yeah um what did you think of the dark the dark universe that he ends up in at the end yeah oh that yeah good point um
0: <laughs> i thought it was sick i thought that it was a really I was, like, annoyed when they – I thought they were, like, playing the mom learning he's Spider-Man for a joke. And I was, like, that's annoying. Like, what, what are we, Marvel MCU? <laughs> um, but I didn't like that. And then I was, like, oh, like, as they revealed the why, I was, like, oh, that's so cool. So and then cool. seeing Miles as Prowler, I was, like, oh, this is cool. I wonder what they're going to do with that Uncle Iron and that Miles, given that there's, like, seems to be a lot of different villainous people um, going on. I feel like maybe they'll – turn good i think but we'll see
1: all I... right i think it'll
0: be like a beginning of the movie struggle on and they might join the fight eventually
1: i don't know about uncle aaron i feel yeah. like ooh, yeah that's tough i feel i do feel like prowler miles will will help him and in, in turn around but um
0: maybe uncle Aaron that uncle uncle Aaron will die also and then Prowler and miles will have I
1: was him. gonna say that but I was like maybe well, he'll, he'll help him. in dark his dad and his uncle die
0: yeah but maybe there. he'll help that spider-man come to or that uh miles as prowler come to like come to terms with it yeah yeah and know, I'll help I'd love that I would love to see more prowler action
1: you know I love it oh it's so cool the prowler like theme too theme is so cool it's so good. <laughs> i knew from the moment he landed in that universe like it was so much like dark i was like "Something's up like i didn't know exactly what but then i also had your thought when they were talking with the mom i was like please don't play this for a joke like this has to be a different universe like mm-hmm. um no it was so cool it, it, that's what gave me like back to the future too like the dark timeline with biff like ruling the yeah the, yeah yeah it gave me those vibes and i was like oh my god this is so cool <laughs> but
0: yeah i thought that was sick and then the squad at the end as we've already discussed yeah
1: um yeah it's just so good such a good movie all right
0: let's get on the report card if you're down yeah i'm down so the report card is a rating system that jake and i developed to rank movies pretty much and give them a rating out of 100 however we have six categories sorry let me start this over um <laughs> we have six categories on the report card we rank each category out of 10 and then Based on those ratings, we give it a rating out of a hundred percent as well. So Jake and I will go through each category and give it a rating out of ten. The categories are pacing, visuals, acting, music, story, and heart. Um, so let's let's get to it. I think I'm do expecting it. high ones here, to be <laughs> honest with you. Um, uh, Did you have something to say before we get started, Jake? Nah. Let's do it. All right, I'm going to start this one because you started the Flash episode. So I'm going to yeah. start this one. Go for it. I'm going to go. Well, not I'm, I'm going to go. But pacing is the first category. And for this category, I'll go with the. Uh, I'm going to go with like a 9.5. Because this was like a long movie, but you really didn't feel it at any point. And like even to the point where I thought getting to the end that we were still going to get a climax. And I was like, wow, like this, this seemed." I was like this, uh, that was the only point where I felt like it was long when I was realizing like, wow, we still haven't gotten to the climax. This must be a long movie. But that like the fact that I even thought that there was more climax to be had made me realize like, wow, this, this movie went by quickly. Like they got a lot done. Pacing was great.
1: 9.5. I agree. Um, I feel like the, it paced really well. At no point in the movie was I like, all right, when is this going to end at all? I was just like constantly like so interested in what was going on. Uh, it had me from the moment it started. The only thing I will say is like I was aware it's a part one. And I also kind of had it a little spoiled for me that there was a cliffhanger. So I was like kind of like, is this it? Is this it? Is this it? Like the whole movie? Um, but I don't think that's a fault of the film entire uh, at all. Um, so I'm going to give it a little lower. I'm usually like kind of harsh on pacing. I'll give it like a 9.2.
0: Okay, okay, okay. All right, next is visuals. To be honest, I'm going to give this one a 10 because I don't think there was anything wrong with it and I think it was beautiful. Yeah. And I love that. I love that each universe had its own like textures and stuff. Honestly, it was just perfect. And Spider Punk was sick. We didn't even talk about Spider Punk. Spider Punk, his animation was so cool. And he was one of the best characters in the end.
1: He was, yeah, that animation was my favorite, probably. It's so unique. Uh, all of them are really, really cool. Gwen's universe. Um, yeah, put me down for a 10, too. We praised the animation throughout this entire episode. Like, oh, nice. like I watched this whole video on like, and it's so true. Like, we don't realize it. Like, we, our generation, specifically, like mine and yours I'm talking about, like, we really grew up in, like, the Pixar era where, like, Pixar challenged anime, every kind of animation that came before it. And everyone was like, we need – this is the new gold standard. We need to copy Pixar. And now this is like the f- real first thing that's like pushed Pixar to the side and been like, this is the new gold standard, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now I think Puss in Boots is copying it now. Puss in Boots was so good too. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Anyway, anyway. Next is acting. Um, this one's hard for me. Honestly, voice acting makes it more difficult for this category always. Um, but I think everyone's acting was like great
1: I feel like you uh, could tell a bad voice acting from good voice acting
0: yeah that's true and like there's somewhere you're like taken out of it not taken out of it at all like lots of emotions in the voices Um, and I think everyone was well cast I think everyone's just well cast in this movie um, I'm gonna give it a 9.7 no
1: 9.6 yeah I got a echo and agree with everything you said um i think that i i watch this there there are animated movies where you watch it and like a voice will like a character will speak and you'll be like oh like that's not what i was expecting but in this like everything was just so well cast it's it's i can't give it enough praise so uh Hmm.
0: 9.7 my next is music um the music is so good in this movie yeah Oh, that's so good. I can't even remember what's... Oh. The Prowler theme is great. And then they also had... um. What artist made songs for this
1: movie? Metro Boomin'. The whole album is so good. You gotta listen to it.
0: I haven't listened to it since the movie, but...
1: Oh, man.
0: The dude, scores dude. were good and the music was good.
1: Yeah. I'm
0: gonna give it like a, a 9.7.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give it a, a 9.8. Oh yeah I, you know what, i'll change mine to a 9.8 i trust your judgment jake for yeah the, the, the scores were so good uh i still listen to the one from into the spider verse frequently and it's a lot of the same beats um but the metro Boomin album is so good so so good
0: huh next is story story was great also i i just can't can't say <laughs> enough about this movie <laughs> the story was great too like i said they really did justice to every character um it was emotional the it connected to the movie before i can't wait to see what's next i'm gonna go with the nine nine point i'm gonna go with the (laughs) 9.8
1: oh i love Um, this movie i will i will dock it a little bit lower just a tad lower for being a a part one of a part two um even though I love, I've, I've, I've given a lot of praise this episode, you know, um, but it doesn't ha- it doesn't have as much closure as a lot of part ones do. Uh, I'll give it a nine point six.
0: No, I think that's a good point. Um, I'm going to keep mine at a nine point eight, but I think the first one was more. Um... I don't like the first one better. I think I'm still deciding which one I like better, but something that the first one did that this one didn't is like, gave us a full story in one movie. So yeah, I agree with your point, but I'm going to keep it at a 9.8. And the last is heart. Um, I think this deserves a 10 to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) It was so emotional. All the characters had great arcs. Like you can tell the animators put so much work into it. Like the attention to detail, um the actor like oh it was just a beautiful movie it deserves a 10.
1: Ooh, i i i want to give it a 10. i want to i really really do <laughs> don't know if you don't believe it no it's it's i it, it's hard for me to to really give something at 10 believe it or not even though i've done it multiple times <laughs> um, <laughs> but the family stuff was done so well like the the family aspect and like the human aspect of miles um the human aspect of gwen and uh, the human aspect of all the spider people uh with peter b parker and miguel with his daughter in his universe i felt so compelling like i almost teared up a couple of times in this movie i won't lie um and just again the love letter to spider-man in general but like challenging those elements of spider-man and while still respecting them at the same time i think speaks to a lot of the heart and again the work of the animators and like the writers and everything Ugh, i'm gonna give it a 9.9 oh 9. uh, it, like it's just shy of a 10
0: all righty all righty all right well the results are in and the final score of the movie is 97 <laughs> percent honestly accurate
1: yeah i love this movie (laughs) well it's such a good movie let me ask you have you formulated an opinion on if you like it better than into the spider verse or not
0: yeah i I mean i just said i i I think it's tough between the two um i think i need to watch both of them again i remember when i there was one christmas and i had covid and it was right after we actually went to try to go see um no way home together and then that was like the first day i got covid and then i was in quarantine for like two weeks after that so i watched like a few of the other spider-man movies including re-watching into the spider-verse and i was like this movie is way better than i even remembered like so i feel like i need to rewatch like it's, it's like a roller coaster it's one of those things that you don't quite remember the feeling until you're like doing it again yeah um so i feel like i need to re-watch into the spider-verse to 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 remember how good it is and then I also re- had to rewatch it across Spider-Verse because I've only seen it once. I do respect the first movie for getting such a compelling story across in one movie where the second movie doesn't do that. But um, I think the second movie, like how much fun they had with everything, like throwing in cameos but not making them overshadow the actual characters. I think they both have real high points. Um, it's tough. And I do think the villain in the first one is not my favorite. Kingpin is not like, I think Prowler was more compelling to me than Kingpin.
1: Yeah, I think, but I think in that sense, it's like similar to what they got going on here. Is like they have multiple antagonists, and like mm-hmm. Kingpin's like a safe, like solid villain. Like he's nothing that's mm-hmm. like revolutionary, but like he's very like physically threatening, and just like his story is compelling. What he's trying to do, but so I I like like it for that for for that. But it's mm-hmm. nothing that I'm like. That's my one of my favorite. He's not gonna end up in like a top ten uh, mm-hmm. villains list unless you're talking about Kingpin from Daredevil, but whole other universe, but yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like I- I'm making so many back to the future connections here, but I feel like this is like, reminds me so much of back to the future one and two, like one is like arguably just the better movie just because it's so well put together. Whereas two does like all this like crazy stuff. That's technically like more like enthralling. Cause there's like tons of mm-hmm. stuff going on um, and ends on that like cliffhanger. Um So I think that's a good that's
0: a good comparison.
1: Yeah. Um So I feel like I like Into the Spider Verse a little bit, like a smidge better.
0: Again, I think I have to rewatch them. Honestly, I think when I first watched out the movie, I was like Into the Spider Verse definitely. As I've sat with it more, this maybe I'm leaning towards Across the Spider Verse for all the reasons we talked about throughout this podcast. But um I also think making a good sequel is also like in, at times more difficult, and I think this okay. did it. So um i think that gives me some respect for it too and like you already love all the characters and, i don't know <laughs> i think it crosses spider-verse slightly but i could change that like it's very very close they're both amazing movies we love them both we just that? love them both, them both.
1: <laughs> oh but i th- when i when when it said to be continued i was like oh my god fast forward time i need to see beyond the spider-verse yeah like yeah, yeah. i me can't, too. can't freaking wait um, yeah yeah i don't think we're getting that movie anytime soon to be no, honest with you no with the strikes and everything like yeah it was supposed to come out next spring that's definitely being delayed for like two years it's got to be yeah and i don't, I don't mind
0: yeah for that it. reason yeah i'd rather it.
1: that i'd rather it be a good movie than rush it yeah for sure but you best believe we're going to be talking about it and you comparing other it. movies to it probably <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah this has been popcorn has podcast Join the haste. Join the haste.